Welcome to Investor Insights, the wealth management podcast where we address investor needs, help you enhance your financial situation, and explore all parts of a person's financial life. And now, the host of Investor Insights, Mike Williams. Hey there, it's Mike Williams, and uh, thanks again for joining us on the podcast. I hope your day's going well. This one we're going to call Not Terrible, Really. Just a quick reminder, get to your members area and check the weekly updates on all the portfolios and the positioning so you can be prepared for the coming summer and our continued hopes for a summer swoon to take advantage of. You know, it's uh, that time of year. We've talked about it a couple of times now, May and the idea of, oh my gosh, I've got to sell in May and go away. You know, the game in the back of our minds always kind of grinding against our thoughts Even subconsciously so is this constant thought of, gosh, this, this, this thing, whatever this latest thing is, might actually be the thing that causes the next top. You know, we, we spend so much time worrying about the next top, we miss most of what's going on. It runs on and on, never stopping. We only recognize it, though, when the latest press headline rains down the same thought. And it causes the crowd to pause. It's an automated response now. Uh, Same things happen. They rush to cash or worse bonds because, quote, they're just never going to let 2008 and 2009 happen to me again. That's just the constant thought. And then, well, no crash, no bear market, just a pause Uh, reality that the media has somehow forgotten is normal. You see, long before websites and constant 24-hour financial news from any direction you might happen to fall upon as you click through the 300 channels, the markets go up and down. That's normal. Worse, worse than going up or down is sometimes they go nowhere. This has been the case for U.S. markets for about the last 18 months, actually going on 19 months. Look, sadly, elephants don't bite you in the ass. I learned that when I was a kid. I got told that by my dad. The reason for the next top or bear market is in the wind. Sure, someone will claim credit, as they always do, for figuring it out someday, but you'll notice that's the same guy that said for seven years that the market was nearing a top. Trust me, you know, the <laughs> a stopped clock is right twice a day, as they say, or a, a blind squirrel will eventually find an acorn. They'll get press and they'll sell newsletters and they'll be the latest expert of the day. But listen, long-term investors should be poised to take advantage of it, whatever the reason. History tells us we need to just keep walking forward. So the latest data is all about the latest jobs report, you know, the big miss on Friday. It was not all that bad, as highlighted in your morning notes then on Friday and in the Barron's articles over the weekend that covered the same data. Financial markets first saw a weak report, but then mid-morning they had a second thought and By the end of the day on Friday, the market had finished in the green, only slightly so. I don't think that means much because I think we've said already 
the season is not right for a big rally just yet. But I do think we're on for new highs before the year's out. And the latest data confirmed consumers' purchasing power continues to set record highs. Suggests consumers have the means to spend plenty. The pause we are seeing has many drivers, and we may want to consider these thoughts. First of all, Friday's employment report confirmed that incomes are rising at a pretty solid pace, while the headlines were deemed weak. Earned income rose by a strong seven-tenths of a percent month over month. Guess what? That's a new record high. It's up 4.7% year-over-year through April. They're not spending all their gains, though, as core retail sales rose 2.4% year-over-year. Personal savings count for the rest. Remember, there's now over $8.2 trillion sitting in bank accounts earning nothing. Dr. Ed and his team construct a consumer optimism index. They average the consumer sentiment index and the Consumer Confidence Index. It has recently been weighed down by the current expectations component. I'll cover more of that in a minute. However, the the index itself, the present situation component, is at a cyclical high. It's highly correlated with the ratio of the household measure of employment. That ratio has soared during March and it's now at the highest level since fall of 2008. That was a pretty ugly time, you might remember. Another sign of consumer confidence with Friday's report on consumer credit. It showed that revolving credit, like credit card charges, jumped $11 billion in March, the biggest one-month increase since February of 2001. One other little tidbit. Auto sales rebounded, too, to about 17.4 million units last month on an annual basis from 16.6 the month before. So wintertime, guess what? People don't go out and stand in parking lots looking for cars. So why the pause in consumers' minds? Well, besides the obvious concerns in the energy and commodity areas and the massively negative press about that, it's easy to forget that Consumers still drive a majority of the economy. So why would they currently be spending a little less? Look, there's a few options to choose from, but the important issue is that these pauses don't last. They're just pauses. Besides, we have the biggest engine of all just getting started in our economy, and generation-wide demands will be with us for many, many years ahead. But listen, consumers could be pausing as they witness the Democrats and Republicans shredding each other. And they gave us choices of, eh, the press tells us, two pretty pretty unpopular presidential candidates. They could be pausing because Obamacare has caused health insurance premiums, deductibles, and co-pays to soar. You remember our wonderful president. He promised that wouldn't happen. It's so bad that even the companies providing the insurance are quitting. How could he possibly call that successful? Consumers could be scared into saving more just because the media hype. It's just crazy, crazy scary. They could also be wrestling with the age-old fear. Many investors, 
just simply didn't invest in stocks a few years ago when things were, quote, terrible. Like I've always said, replace terrible with cheap. And now they still think things are terrible, but they're also too expensive. The problem with bear markets is if you see them wrong, you have two costs. First, you go down with it. Second, you miss the recovery because you hate stocks too much. Let's not get too, too concerned about all this, though. History tells us one thing is relatively certain. The data show consumers have plenty more purchasing power to spend on goods and services, and they will do so because that's what American consumers tend to do once they stop being afraid. Many stories have been written about Generation Y. Our media machine tends to focus on the negative highlights as covered in the last broadcast. So let's make sure as long-term investors we focus instead on indeed the long-term to suggest there are massively overlooked advantages building ahead driven by these 86 million kids who will grow up is an understatement. We've been averaging less than 600,000 new homes in the last five years. In the next three to 10 years, we're going to need three to four times that many as this bulge of kids finally moves out. Many overlook the idea that we are speaking of millions and millions and millions of new households just waiting in the wings. I'd go farther and suggest to you that we are not too far away from this headline. There are not enough homes for the buyers wanting to buy, unquote. News reports tell us they waited a while to marry and have kids. That's true, but they'll still marry and have kids. This time, though, because of waiting longer than the baby boom did, everybody takes that as bad. The good news is millions of these future families will now form with much higher incomes than the baby boom started with, along with higher educations and better jobs. We all know new household growth is a very significant trickle-down driver of many other sectors of our economy. It will be a shock to too many worried right now about the next top in the market. It's the season of fretting. That's the bottom line. The sell in May antics along with the doldrums of summer were surely caused the usual tension that happens every year. It's kind of like bird flu. Bird flu rolls around as a terrible global threat every flu season. For long-term investors, let's look for the opportunity, which very often falls out of this mess. Corporate America is slowly but surely learning to function and right-size itself with cheap oil. Before long, we will see the price back in the mid-range we've suggested for 18 months. Once there, companies will be surprisingly profitable at much lower levels than $120 a barrel. Listen, we've got to understand this. Don't get lost in all the garbage in the press and the media hype to get your attention. It works. Don't get lost in that. Are we sure we're not just losing ourselves in all the red lines and charts strewn across our desk, across the paper, across the websites, across the news channels? Get this into your mind. Our economy 
is nearly 50% larger than it was at the top of the tech bubble in the year 2000. And we sure thought things were great then. It has added almost $4 trillion in, in GDP output from the United States alone since the dreaded lows of 2009. $4 trillion more dollars each year. We have $8 trillion sitting idle in bank accounts because the masses are terrified of the future and have little confidence in positive outcomes. We will crest $18 trillion in economic GDP this year. Another record high. You got to clear this fog from your brains and pray for a summer swoon to take advantage of. Think demographics, not economics. Count people first, and we have a ton of them getting older and now just starting their careers. Money and economic growth follows people. It doesn't come before it. Patience and discipline will be all the media hype you can imagine. Hope this has been helpful. Until we see you again on the next podcast, may your journey be grand and your legacy significant.